Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Happy Thursday. It's the 25th of February, and we are back with the Bible Reading Plan podcast. My name is Brendan McClenahan. I am uh, your uh, soon-to-be not-faithful host. Um, (laughs) This is the last podcast I will be recording for the foreseeable side of this eternity, and I am here with Travis Rujink. Travis. Um, we've been, well, you were on the podcast last year and now you've been on the podcast this week. Um, what have been some themes from this week that you've been paying attention to? Like if there were some threads between Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday that you were to pull out that were kind of like, um, you know, resonating what would you say some themes or have been for you this week so far in the podcast recordings? I'd probably overuse this word, but just, just posture, just uh, yeah. heart position. It's covenant, I think is another one. And it's kind of fun. I think today we'll get into that a little bit too. We did yesterday, but um, kind of old covenant, new covenant stuff, but then um, yeah. And then I think just yesterday too, with um, just faith, uh, faith and, it's really faith and posture and where, where are we at? Um, yeah, I think those are great words to sum it up. Posture, covenant, and faith. I think those are great, great themes for us. Um, well, let's, uh, let's see if today we have a, you know, a curveball or if it lines up with some of the, if any of those themes emerge in today's scripture passage. Um, I'll go ahead and read this one. Uh-huh. And then I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, Travis. Uh, this is Mark. Chapter 8, verses 31 through 38. It's talking about Jesus here. Okay. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said this all quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Okay, Travis, so can you just explain this passage to us and what it means? In uh, yeah, in less than a half hour, right? Yeah, yeah. No, so so Travis, what 
what's something that's grabbing your attention today? So I think it's it's interesting, um, you know, kind of again at the beginning. So the, the Son of Man must suffer many things. So we're the Abraham was the old covenant um, that God had made, and Jesus coming into the world was you know the sign of the new covenant. The old covenant had um, you know circumcision and after Abraham started to develop more rules and laws and that sort of thing. And it's interesting that, you know, really the, the elders and the chief priests and the scribes that really um, got sucked into, again, the law, uh, ultimately wanted to kill Jesus. Um, and Jesus was, um, is the new covenant and was, you know, again, creating this, uh, this new really a, a different way of, of living and saying, you know, you need to take up, you got to deny yourself and take up your cross and follow Jesus. And again, it's like a, it's a call again, or like a recalling um, to, to have that posture of Abraham. Like, so Abraham was in the wild west of no laws and the laws kind of came in after Abraham. And now it's almost, I don't want to say that Jesus is entering again, the wild west, but it's, you know, Jesus is saying, forget, you know, essentially forget the laws and follow me. Um, and then, you know, that's what I kind of get out of the, uh, the 36, 37, 38, where it kind of talks about, you know, what does a man gain? Uh, or what does it, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? And just, again, saying, if, if we're truly focused on Jesus, truly focused on taking up our cross, finding Jesus as the most valuable, uh, most desirable, most satisfying uh, pursuit of our lives, we gain everything. We might lose our life in terms of uh, what the law would say is valuable or what the world would say is valuable, but we, we gain everything because again, just like uh, to me anyways, we're you know, Abraham had this, you know, chuckle or laughter of just like, you know, who am I? It, you know, it's Jesus saying, focus on that, focus on the thing of, of, you know, of denying yourself and falling face down and finding me ultimately desirable. So that's yeah. kind of what, at least what I was seeing and seeing it in light, I see it differently when they put these passages all together. It's, it puts a whole different spin on it, I think, than what I would come away with it if I just happened to read Mark 8 by itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, alone, you you look at this passage. I, I look at this passage two different ways. One is just by itself. And by itself, I see Peter uh, bothered that Jesus is willing to lay down his life. Mm -hmm. Yeah bothered that Jesus is ready to be killed. And if I'm Peter, I'm thinking, Jesus, don't give up. You don't, I would see Jesus as giving up or feeling or being a downer. And it was my job to like encourage him, you know, like, no, Jesus is not going to end that way. Like, come on, man, have some hope. Don't fight give for, up. Fight. Yeah. Fight for your rights or yeah. fight. Yeah. Like this doesn't sound like you, Jesus. You're, it's not, it's not going to, it's not going to like almost as if someone was to come to me and be like, I, I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. They're just going to kill me. I think that's what Peter thought Jesus was probably saying. Yeah. And, um, and Jesus rebukes him saying, no, 
like you completely misunderstand uh, my kingdom. Yeah. And uh, so that's, that's the one way I look at this passage. If I hold it next to the Abraham packet passage, it opens up this whole other world, Travis, yeah. where I go, okay, something about Jesus is lining up with something about Abraham here. Mm-hmm. Abraham is as good as dead. And so is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus is on his way to his death. Abraham mm-hmm. is on his way to a death. These things are lining up in this pa- these two passages, which I never, ever would have seen before. Yeah. You know? And these things, these things are, are coalescing and thinking, okay, wait, okay. There's something here for me to discover. What is G- what does Jesus have to do with Abraham? They're both on the precipice of their own death. Mm-hmm. And Abraham has a choice, just like Jesus does. Abraham has a choice. Where am I going to aim my arrow? You know, like, where, what's my trajectory here? What am I shooting for? Am I shooting for the end of my life? If that's the case, then I want the whole world. You know, I want to soak up as much of this world as possible. Uh, I want to live for me. I want to like, just suck the marrow out of life, you know, you know, live and let live the, you know, let's eat and drink, marry, be merry because tomorrow we're going to die. Um, I'm aiming my arrow uh, at the ground, you know, and, or I'm aiming my arrow at the horizon or something like that. But God comes to Abraham and says, no, 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 your perspective is so short. Just like maybe Jesus comes to Peter and says, your perspective is way off here. Yeah. We're not aiming for this life only. That's not our trajectory. Um, God comes to Abraham and says, like, shoot way up in the sky. You know, like shoot your trajectory way beyond your lifetime and think generationally, think past your grave. Think about if you were to pass on faith to all of your children, like how would you live differently? And can I be your God and help make that happen in your life for my glory? And even though now Abraham is shooting for beyond his own timeline, beyond his own life, he is now getting all the joy that he would have, that he wanted to get by gaining the whole world, you know, because he realized that his life now has eternal significance because of the multiplicative work of God's grace through his whole line. And then I see that same thing happening in Jesus here, where Jesus has a choice. Am I going to, I mean, Jesus always has a choice, right? He, yeah. He, he submitted his will to the father and that was a choice right like he goes am i going to see my life as the here and now if that's the case um i want to do i want to get the whole world you know i yeah. i don't want to ever die because it's about making as many disciples as i can here and now yeah and that's not the goal yeah that's not even jesus Jesus' goal isn't even to make as many disciples as possible while he's on the face of the earth, even if you narrow it down to disciple making, it's not to make as many disciples as possible because he's willing to rebuke Peter. Yeah. His, his goal is faith. You know, his goal is righteousness. His goal is staying true to what God called him to do. Yeah. That's to die. Even the son of God died to himself. Didn't quote unquote, finish his mission. Didn't accomplish the mission in earthly terms. 
Instead, he aims his arrow in the sky and says, I'm shooting for way beyond. Yeah. You know? And and that means I'm trusting in God's multiplication in my life. It's not about addition. It's not about me trying to get as much as I can here and now, as many disciples or as many pleasures or as many riches or whatever, uh, or as much fame or reputation. He's not concerned about his reputation. He's just saying, I have faith that if I, uh, if I stay faithful to God, and if God is as faithful as I've known God to be, then I don't have to tie it all up in a bow. You know, I can shoot for the, I can shoot for the moon basically and know that through my descendants, the whole world will be saved, you know, through the multiplicative work of the disciples, as long as I show them an authentic picture of what this looks like in the world, they will carry it out. Just like Abraham didn't have to worry about, you know, having a zillion kids in his own lifetime. He just had the one, well, he had two children, but he had the one child of the promise, you know? In the same way, Jesus is completely at peace, going to his death, just being faithful. Yeah. Not, not having, I mean, at the time of his death, he, I, he barely had 11 disciples, you know, and that's yeah. it. But yep. that was enough for him to say, I've been faithful for, with what God has given me. Uh, you know, what God has given me uh, an inheritance, God has given me a portion, and I've been faithful with that with that portion, with that talent, I've invested it well. Um, and, and now I get to see that play out beyond my lifetime. So I don't know, that's, I, I it's hard to wrap up into just one thing. I would just say, if I would just consolidate that all into one thing. I think it's Jesus saying, um, by going to the cross, I'm trusting God to do the rest. You know, I, I don't need to get it all figured out in this lifetime. I can simply be faithful with what God has given me and head to the cross and know that um, God will continue to be faithful um, even beyond the grave. So um, I think he's trying to really clearly communicate that to Peter and the rest of the disciples. Like, don't try to get the whole world. Don't try to be so successful. Don't try to get all the accolades and the respect and the prophets and whatever. Simply like be faithful what faithful looks faithfulness looks like is the cross is dying to yourself just like abraham does just like jesus does is dying to yourself and trusting in god having faith in god so it's it's the act of somewhat to me of of jesus again he knew what he had to do but it's it's the it, it's a weird thing because it's jesus honoring god the father right but it jesus knew what he had to do and it wasn't it's one of those things again where you go Jesus didn't like he's the guy who some ways didn't have to be falling face down didn't have to bear a cross whatever else but he was doing that on our behalf and again setting that pattern to say follow me mm -hmm. you do what I'm doing you know I'm I'm here honoring the father following the will of my father even which made you know in a sense by view of the world's comparison made made him small mm -hmm. made small I kind of wondered, I don't know if you had that thought with the um, Jesus rebuking Peter and saying, get behind me, Satan is kind of um, like a further temptation again of Jesus of just, I wonder if, if Jesus throughout his life had multiple times where it's just like, if he was truly human, I mean, he, he was, but I mean, if he's truly human, I go, he had to be getting tempted. Like we know the temptation, but 
oh, yeah. the temptation had to be there all the time. And, you know, that's where I kind of look at this rebuke and go, Peter was a favored disciple. But yet in that moment, I feel like Jesus in some ways, I don't want to say lashes out, but he's, he's just, he's like, shut up, Satan. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> it happened to be Peter who was, you know, being Satan's voice, but it was just um, Jesus kind of going, I, I know what I have to do. I know what the will of my father is, you know, be, be quiet. I have to go to go to the cross. I have to do this um, and, and not wanting to be tempted with it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do think that's actually directly in here. Um, because, uh, because look what Jesus says, what will profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their soul? Isn't that exactly what Satan tempts Jesus with in the wilderness? Here's all the kings of the kingdoms of the world. Yeah. Um, just bow down to me. Yeah. And, like, give me your life. Give me your soul. Yeah. And, uh, and Jesus says, no. And so when Peter says, no, don't, I wonder if Peter did even said something about getting the whole world, like yeah. the whole world is yours or something like that. And I wonder if Peter's words somehow echoed Satan's words in yeah. the wilderness and it reminded it and Jesus caught it right away. Like yeah. this, this is a lie. What you're saying, even though you sound like you're trying to be really encouraging, it sounds like you're really trying to help me. It sounds like you're trying to, you know, you know, give me a pep talk. Um, these are actually lies from Satan that's tempting me away from the will of the father, which is to die to myself. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of us are that discerning Yeah. Uh, and we need to be, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I, I think that's something to watch out for is, um, is lies that uh, try to help us feel better about ourselves or help yeah. us feel good. You know, uh, you know, oftentimes we think of the lies of Satan trying to tear us down, which, does happen but yep. i think sometimes that happens through satan trying to say words that kind of subtly try to build up our self-confidence and make us think we're better than we are or you know hold on to the things we have and uh i think sometimes the words of jesus seem like unfavorable words like die to yourself and take some discernment to listen to the and, and takes reading scriptures like this to remember that right jesus calls us to the cross not always to our own self-promotion yeah. So that's a good thing to watch out for too. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Travis. And thank you listeners for joining in to our conversation today. Um, I just want to leave this podcast by saying thank you and uh, reminding us of the journey of the cross that Jesus calls us to, um, that Jesus calls us away from the world and towards the cross to self death. Um, and that means that we deny ourselves, we lay our lives down for each other, we lay our lives down for the gospel, we, um, we take a, a left turn compared to where the world wants to take us, and we live our lives by faith, um, looking and putting our hope in what's beyond this world, and that actually gives us um, greater hope and joy for today. And um, so I hope that this podcast has helped infuse some of that into your life. I hope it continues to do so, um, whatever shape it takes. And uh, just thank you and blessings and peace to everybody. And uh, hey, Brendan, we appreciate yeah. all that you've done. And yeah, blessings in, uh, in the future endeavors. So um, appreciate it. Thanks, Travis. All right, guys, go in peace. Have a great rest of your Thursday.
はい Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.